Hi, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Saturday is the 20th um, anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Uh, You and a distinguished panel uh, live-streamed a webinar uh, for AML Right Source on that topic uh, earlier today. Um, and I thought it would make sense for you and I just to spend a few minutes um, talking about some of our thoughts about what happened, um, and more importantly, what 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 it what happened, what it triggered uh, on a go forward basis. Yeah, obviously, as we as we both know, we were on the phone together that morning, um, talking about you know money laundering related topics and bank secrecy when all this happened. And so, like everybody else, we dealt with um, our reaction to that. And, of course, uh, you know, hugging our families and seeing if anybody that we knew was was impacted. And uh, what I thought about today that was uh, continues to be interesting is the, uh, the partnership that started before 9-11, but really ratcheted up after uh, that day in terms of law enforcement and the bankers saying we can do more to work together. And that's still a pretty big theme in 2021. So I thought that was, to me, that was, that was an interesting um, outcome that still resonates today. Yeah. Um, another one that I was thinking about is how the 9-11 events became such a dramatic call to service for so many people. There were uh, a significant uptick in... Um, military enlistments. There were uh, a number of people who uh, joined uh, law enforcement at the federal and at other levels. Um, And then uh, lots of people who just generally went into government service and when interviewed about it, their reason for doing it was uh, uh, 9-11. So um, uh, I think that's a positive in the sense that people saw an opportunity for civic service coming out of a terrible set of events. Yeah. And, you know, what I think it did for our, our world is, you know, we felt through the late eighties and nineties, the importance of, you know, compliance in the, in the anti-money laundering space. But I think after nine 11, we recognized again, true, true today as well, that what our community does matters. You know, today it's, anti-trafficking, human trafficking, elder abuse, you know, all sorts of types of financial crime. But I think there was a feeling, hey, you know, whether it's OFAC compliance, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, blacklists at the time or filing SARS, that, you know, what we, what we do matters. And not that it didn't matter before, but to your point about public service, I think some went into our field thinking, you know, I can make a difference. So I think that also was a nice byproduct of uh, a nice strong word, but a byproduct of the 9-11 response. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, because uh, oftentimes uh, back in the 80s and early 90s, there was a certain feeling in some compliance corners that people were toiling unnoticed and unappreciated. And uh, I think that that certainly has changed. Um, the other thing that I, I took away from today's conversation was, um, you know, the importance also to agencies working together, because that was a big negative uh, against both the intelligence agencies 
and law enforcement that there was these and what they call the failure of imagination uh, in terms of figuring out what they could do. And while there was some sharing that went on before and partnering within agencies, it wasn't common. So I think there's still some of that today, but it, but it's changed to some degree. Yeah, the, the uh, coming out of 9-11, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence was created and the various uh, intelligence agencies scattered across the federal government including um, the Department of Defense, um, got pulled at least for nominal uh, reporting purposes under one one head. Um, And the purpose of that uh, was to increase the intelligence sharing um, so that we would uh, get the leverage of more eyes on this, you know, on the problem as opposed to uh, fewer. So I think that was a positive, by no means a perfect solution. Um, no time to plant a flag, but definitely um, a big improvement over pre 9-11. Yeah. And the, the other one, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this because we did mention it during the program. And that is the 9-11 commission at the time appointed by the Congress had five Republicans, five Democrats, large commission staff. We had one of the main staff members, John Roth, on our, on our uh, panel today. And it produced very sharp and compelling um, recommendations, criticisms, and some support for what went on. And unfortunately, given what went on on January 6th, we don't have that same function. We have, uh, it, there are a couple of Republicans on the January 6th commission, but it's not bipartisan in terms of support. It'll be seen as political regardless of outcome, which is sad. And we need to really know what transpired uh, prior and during January 6th. We got that for 9-11. I hate to say, I don't think we'll get that for January 6th. Uh, agreed. Um, and not to end uh, on two uh, sort of um, downers in a row, but uh, I think the other thing 9-11 did is it really uh, brought to a much higher prominence the whole concept of the threat landscape and paying attention to its evolution. And for those, you know, in the financial crime community, uh, crime compliance community, that's all about topologies and trying to, you know, ferret out what, what you're seeing and what's going on. And um, after 9-11, I think terrorism was viewed by most Americans as an external threat. But um, you and I have talked a number of times this year, um, and we've seen uh, reports and, and uh, other things that indicate that uh, domestic terrorism is becoming, at, in many ways, a bigger threat. And I think that threat landscape concept is really something that um, uh, was around certainly in the intelligence agencies beforehand, but I don't think bankers, for example, or other financial services experts talked about um, the threat landscape and the way we all sort of have to think about it and talk about it today. No, I agree with that. And uh, we'll be sending out, uh, it was uh, live streamed today, but we'll be sending out uh, recordings. So if you get a chance, also uh, myself and Dennis Lormel wrote uh, some blogs about our 
view about 9-11 and sort of what transpired after, that's also on our website. So if you get a chance uh, to read those, I would urge you to take a look at our site on that and a lot of the other uh, content we've been producing. Yeah, and John and I are here every week, and you can catch our podcast and our other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And John, I will talk to you next week. Take care. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye.